one. So I did a lot of thinking over the weekend. And I figured out what's wrong. The Bulls took the vacation in August and the Bears didn't. Bulls fought back a little bit on Friday. Some of the big stocks are leading us out. We'll see if it can continue. Kenny hit the bid click at 8.35. What more could you ask for on a Monday morning on pre-market prep? Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I'm bidding a penny. I'd buy that stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. All right, good morning, traders and investors. I finally can say we're trading in the green in the pre-market, up 23 and three-quarters handles at 4,406.50. Nowhere near Friday's low uh, overnight and um, above Friday's high. We'll see if the bulls can remain in control today. They haven't been doing a very good job. Uh, Buck is in the red by 20 cents at 103.07. <laughs> Bonds down again, almost a point in the mid-118 handle. Crude up 90 cents at 81.55. Gold, one of its worst periods in years, but it's up today, six bucks, 19.22 and a half. Silver, that's back over 23. That's up 31 cents at 23.04. And Bitcoin, you'd be hoping for a little bit more of a bounce in Bitcoin. I have the futures flat at 26,020. Good morning, Triple D. Triple D, shake out those cobwebs yeah. and. What if I told you that the S&P, well, it's been down four sessions in a row. We've been down 12 out of 14 sessions. One was a 40-point rally, and other one does a scratch. Does it feel like that? You were talking yeah, it about does. It, it, does, it does, doesn't it? It feels very oversold. It felt very oversold a few days ago when I tried to turn bullish, and then we just continued going down here. I think... You know, it felt like a turning point again on Friday. It feels like we're oversold. It doesn't feel like it's the bottom or anything like that. But, you know, there was nice trading action on Friday. And we love seeing the turns on the options expirations because that's where you often see the turns. Um, S&Ps, week all morning. They turned around in the afternoon and they started buying them and they kept buying them all day. And that's where we're seeing it here. We're seeing, you know, the markets moving up. So... Um, I got an invader here. She wants to say hi. Come say hi. <laughs> She's Is just you, waking could, up. Could you tell her thank thank you? She, just give her are you bullish or bearish, Natalie? She doesn't know what she is. She says, no, I'm gone. I just stole your phone. <laughs> <laughs> That's Shut all the she door. <laughs> so, so we're, we're right here. We're we've bounced. Now the question is, can this bounce from Friday's lows hold? It's a nice continuation overnight, though. And the stocks you want to see bounce are the stocks that are bouncing this morning. NVIDIA is up another 10 bucks. Obviously, reports earnings on Wednesday. And then you have Tesla bouncing nicely up 7 bucks too, after you were calling this, Joel. Jonas is starting to turn a little bit bearish on the stock in that note. And you're like, you said it Friday morning. You're like, there's ever going to be a turning point for Tesla. It's going to be when Jonas starts turning bearish. And you know what? 
kind of open near the lows there on the on the on the Morgan Stanley note, and it's kind of trying to turn around. Yeah, I mean, in the two teens, you know, like under 215, 216. I, I mean, that was a little bit tug and cheat when I said that. But uh, yeah, I couldn't find any specific news for it. But it's traded up uh, 668. And just uh, just do a real quick technical on that one because, uh, you know, this thing can move all around. We're probably yeah. through Friday's high, right? So, ooh, we're quite a bit through Friday's high. So you get into the old gap situation again. If I saw it at 217.58, I would love to see a gap fill on that one. And be careful out here if you're if you're trying to short it or you have a long uh, next two daily highs are 226.74 and then closer to 234. So that's for Tesla. Now that you've uh, you know you've taken yourself off the low, you're probably you're gonna find buyers. I mean, even buyers ahead of that gap fill. So Tesla's helping us out. But I think the real driver this morning is NVIDIA. And uh, boy, oh boy, uh, two analysts hopping on the bandwagon again. Yeah, we've got, if we go to the trusty Benzinga Pro, bring up NVIDIA, you can see two analysts raising their price target here this morning. You got KeyBank, maintain their overweight, but they're raising their price target to 620. Then you got HSBC maintaining their buy, same thing as the overweight, raising their price target to 780. So, and then you had Dan Ives talking as well, Joel, and you can talk about what Dan Ives is saying, but he's always been bullish and he's been correct. Um, but he's talking bullish here ahead of the quarter as well. I just, uh, I, I saw the Dan Ives things first and the way that he's having a material effect on stocks. I thought, I thought that was the primary catalyst. And then you mentioned two more upgrades. It's just all said, analysts. It's yeah. analyst commentary that is just driving this stock and they won't let off. So we know, like it's to imagine, like everybody knows last quarter. Everybody's nervous to be short this stock going into the quarter. It's Wednesday night. And so you got two more, three more full trading days ahead of it. But if you were short this thing, I'd be nervous going into the quarter. They absolutely blew it away last quarter. Maybe the expectations are too high. But I get why, you know, analysts are hedging themselves up ahead of time. So I would not be surprised if this stock breaks out through 450 ahead of the quarter i don't know what's going to happen on mm. the quarter. you know mm. the expectations are going to be super high after last quarter so i think it could actually disappoint but ahead of the quarter there's a lot of people who are going to be talking about the stock it's going to be non-stop on cnbc because that's the report this week i mean i'm looking at the earnings calendar there from the benzinga pro um you know you got lows you got a few retail stocks reporting um you got marvell alta workday but NVIDIA stands out like a sore thumb. It's like the report for this week. It basically ends earnings season. So this is the stock that everybody is going to be talking about. And when they start talking about it, stocks start going higher. So it's not surprising that NVIDIA here over the weekend is up another 2.5%. Yeah, trading at the highs of the pre-market session. I'm not sure where to buy this thing on a pullback because I think People that got stuck on it on Friday are going to be bidding ahead of uh, Friday's high at 35.78. Uh, the next two uh, highs, if you want targets on the upside, are 46.75 and 52.68. Then there'd be a four in front of that. But I would just caution one thing, okay? With all these analysts come out, you don't want to get palantired. You know what I mean by that, Dennis? Um, was there a lot of analysts chasing Palantir? I can't even remember. On this day right here, if I could find my arrow, this day right here, 
Mr. Ives at Wedbush came out and said, you absolutely have to own this stock. It's a must-own stock. You got to have it in your portfolio. It went up that day. day. And then it popped up. Then you had, so if you didn't think it was real, then it popped up the next day. You're like, hmm. This is for real. And then I think it's more market dynamics. The, the bubble over. burst and all this, you know, all these companies that, you know, the AI bubble. And, and again, I think the AI is real. I think the bubble is going to reinflate, but the temporary AI bubble burst, you know, we know at the beginning of August and Palantir was, you know, affected by that. Would you buy the pullback in Palantir? Mm-hmm. Maybe we should talk about this one, Joel. Technically speaking, 1356, the low back on June the yep. 23rd. And the low Friday, thirteen sixty eight, not too far away from a double bottom there. That's also if you probably talk about a fifty percent retracement going, let's say from the eight to the twenty, that would not be twelve points. Knock off six, kind of the fifty percent retracement. Mm-hmm. Two ducks are kind of in a row here. And if you think the AI story continues, Palantir might be a buy in here. Well, if you were listening to pre-market prep on Friday morning, as you can see, this bottom here between eight and nine o'clock is when this broadcast begins. Or we might listen it later on, and that's we to talked your, about it. Yeah, you're just disadvantage. Um, I talked about that 1356 area, and I think it would even had traded a little bit below it, and it was mm-hmm. like one of those things. Also, a couple other, you know, 14 was a little bit too high, uh, but you got that opening print. You only had a small dip and a nice move, so. Yes, or Friday, if you would have asked me that, I would have been, you know, more prone to say, hey, I could throw a bet out there, 1375, 1380, come and get me. Now, I think you, if you're going to want to do that same strategy, I think you have to look for maybe unchanged, maybe a quick seller come in off the open and uh, and knock it down. But uh, their earnings reports all the way, you know, is out of the way. We have the catalyst for Ives. So I think what you'll need is, uh, is a good market uh, to keep uh, Palantir going. Square uh, also as... bounced that support too, Joel. We talked about the 55 and we just breached it Friday morning for like a split second and then it yeah. blasted off. So it's interesting that some of these stocks are bouncing at major support. I tried to buy the DraftKings. I was hoping it would come down a little bit more. I was sitting out there in my long-term account at 25, I think 10, and it didn't quite get there. Got down to 2541 and then she took off and now it's up at 27 here again. So I was trying to get the DraftKings at that major support of 25. But I think, like, the Bulls have a case here. Not saying the bear, <laughs> you know, little sell-off is over. But the Bulls have a case because we bounced at some pretty critical numbers on some key stocks. You have some leadership here. The Bulls have a case until Wednesday. And then it's going to be about NVIDIA. And does NVIDIA harpoon them? Or does NVIDIA, you know, give them life? That's going to be so. I think you, you could see a little bit of strength ahead of Nvidia's report as people are excited about that. And then Nvidia had better blow it away, or the bull case could end very quickly. Yeah, and then you move later in the week. You got uh, Jackson Hole, and you know there'll be a lot. I'm gonna might take those two days off while they're, uh, you know, markets moving 20, 30, 40, 50 handles on each comment. Uh, but just going back to the to the Feds, you know, to the Fed. I mean. You know, it appears they're taking the foot off the gas pedal a little bit, right? Until they get some more numbers, they get some more information. I don't think there's any new information out there, really, that's going to come out of Jackson Hole. I just, you know, they're going to say, well, we're fighting inflation, but we don't know if it's done for good. We may consider more hikes. I mean, that's that's just the, the mantra. What day is Jackson Hole? Thursday and Friday. Thursday and Friday. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I don't think you're going to get much new information there either. It, it's nope. all going to be about NVIDIA. I mean, I think you could get a little relief rally here because we've had a pretty significant sell-off for the next couple of days, but then it's about NVIDIA and then it's about fundamental news because we know, and I've said this on the show for years, fundamentals trump technicals every single day when they when they're coming so nvidia report will move the market it doesn't matter really what's happening technically obviously run-ups you know are considered because nvidia's run up so you have to consider the technicals within everything but i mean if nvidia blows it away again you could see the market starting to you know continue to move up but if nvidia does says anything you know that the market doesn't like they will harpoon it because it is priced for per What's the one word that they shouldn't use, Dennis? Don't in all your years, of fall- don't use gradual. gradual. We know the Microsoft call, and that is what harpooned their own stock. It was holding up well. It's really hard to harpoon this earnings season because it was early in the earnings season, and we were all excited. AI story and the Microsoft, you know, earnings were were out, and they weren't great, but they weren't that bad. And then they said that earnings growth from AI would be gradual or revenue growth revenue growth from ai would be gradual and that is not what the market wanted to hear and i watched the stock on that comment fall five bucks and it just really continued down ever since so that was really what harpooned the stock was you you're you got this ai bubble and the microsoft probably was bigger than any of them and you know it it, it obviously moved the stock to 32 times earnings and then they came out on the call and said that it was going to be the growth was going to be gradual you had to hear robust. You had to hear something else. So NVIDIA, do not use the word AI growth will be gradual. They will destroy the stock. If they small small tangent here because the, the bots, what are the bots programming? All right. Because they're not going to say gradual. But they, what they, if they, they program gradual, they stay short. If they hear well, gradual, they are short. No, no, no. What about moderate? That would be a bad word too. Measured. Moderate. Get the cinnamon. So go in. I got Google it. Cinnamon for gradual. I got it. I got oh, it. You, have, you already ahead of me. What are yeah. they? Yeah. Uh, uh, slow. They won't say slow, that. Moderate. moderate. Measured. Don't like that either. Unhurried. That does it. Restrained. No, we don't like Cautious, that. Cautious. Circumspect. No. None of those words. Don't use any of those words, Nvidia. <laughs> now Depressive. let's go to the words that you should use. <laughs> go to cinnamons for robust. So robust would be a fantastic word. That's what you want to hear on the video call. But we're also giving you some cinnamon. So bots, we're talking to you bots out there. Program these in. If you hear AI growth robust, it equals buy, buy, buy. What else can we hear? Strong. Strong's good. Vigorous. Vigorous is a great word. Vigorous is a great word. Sturdy. Sturdy. I don't know it's sturdy. Powerful. Powerful sounds good. As strong as a horse ox. (laughs) <laughs> if they use as strong as a horse ox, that would be the greatest comment on a call ever. As strong as a horse ox. Welcome back to like the 19th century. As strong as a horse ox. AI growth as strong as a horse ox. <laughs> I guess okay, so we, we better get we we gotta bring Mitch back in here eventually. Here no, yeah, we Mitch will. is coming We're... soon. Mitch is gonna yeah. be here people asking about it because he would rein us in right now. And this is the problem when we don't have money, Mitch, we don't get reined in. Rain, rain us and Mitch is going to be here very soon. Yeah, he'll be here at the bottom of the hour. Um, so, Dennis, I know it, like you're one of the few people, like all us normal people on Wall Street, um, at four o'clock, you know, we're like, we're done. And, you know, maybe we'll look at some numbers or do some levels, but we won't, we walk away from the desk. Unlike you, who's pounded it out a lot of times until 8 p.m., 
You yeah. had a little fireworks to play with. Palo Alto Networks. It's unbelievable. Why? I, I don't know why they report. I've never seen that on a Friday night. You get a major report like that. And they moved it to Friday night. And then people were speculating, oh, it's going to be crappy. Bad, because right? They're moving it to Friday night because there's no traders at their desk. But everybody stuck around for it. So, and you know what? It was pretty good, Joel. You got the numbers in front of you? 144 versus 128. Nice. Uh, sales, just a itsy-bitsy teeny miss. Uh, 1.95 versus 1.96. But hey, look at the guidance. The guidance on Q1 EPS, a buck 15 versus a buck 17 versus buck 11 uh, estimate. Revenue, same thing, bumped up the revenue uh, for the uh, fiscal year and for the quarter. And you know what? We looked at this chart on the closing print with me and Josh, and I was just thinking, how could you be short that stock going in that report? I mean, and I think that's what a lot of people were thinking on Friday. I don't know why we had the gap down earlier in the month. I don't know if it was well, downgrade. Tech sell off, valuation, yeah, the tech sell off, valuation yeah. contraction. Yeah. Yep. Uh, two uh, two fifty nine to what? Man, you almost got fifty eight. I mean, you you've had basically a twenty five point. No, you've had a thirty point move, and you're over that. The only thing I would look at here, if I was uh, an investor trader short term, you're filling the gap down area. At 3381, you're filling this whole gap, so make sure it holds that uh, 3381. And the next daily high that comes into place is uh, 238.75. But looks strong up here. We'll see what happens when the liquidity comes. Here is the problem, though, is that this stock is getting back the majority of its August losses, and you're going to have a lot of happy sellers up here at 240. So it's hard to chase it up here. Bears, you know, bulls are in control for a day. But bears have been in control for the month. And you're coming in. If you're buying this up 12%, wow, you're ever chasing because this thing hit saw 201 Friday morning. Now 235. We're just not in this rip roaring bull market where stocks that go up 35, go up 80. It's just not May. It's not January. It's just a different market right now. So I'm not chasing anything. I see all that, you know, all that consolidation in the 240 area before the sell-off. And it makes me think. That old support becomes new resistance. What if you took a like it had the the initial dip in August and it went back to two twenty and you're thinking everything's okay, right? And then you you know you oh two fifteen two twenty those are really good numbers. I'm buying those calls. Boom Friday morning two oh one they suck all the premium out of those calls that you bought earlier, and now your two twenties are in the money by fifteen bucks. After being out of the money by 19 bucks, I mean, probably with the premium, it probably you're probably up a little bit the way they suck the premium out of it. But uh, that's exactly the way that I would look at it. I mean, just a nice pop here. We'll see where the uh, you know the liquidity comes in. Looks like you're 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 quiet here, uh, Dennis. Uh, sympathy plays for this one. Uh, Crouch well, right? there's a million, you know, Fortnet, FTNT, but the problem is a lot of them have already reported. So one thing to consider, you sympathy traders out there, if you already know the report, it's not as good. We know Fortinet already reported. It got hammered on it. So, I mean, it's not like it's going to run. Oh, Fortinet report's going to be really good. Oh, no, we found out about Fortinet two weeks ago, and it wasn't good. So that's, you know, where we stand here. But there's just a ton of these, you know, cyber. So, so if you want to just, like, look at HACK, H-A-C-K, is uh -huh. an ETF. That's, you know, one that's obviously encompasses a lot of these different names there. It's going to be up here this morning. It hasn't traded higher, but it's bid higher. It's going to trade higher. 
because Palo Alto's in it. But there's a lot of cybersecurity names here. CYBR, you think about, there's just a pile of them. Okay, CY, uh, CYBR, boom, boom, boom. CrowdStrike's okay, yeah. one we always think about. CRWD, I do like CrowdStrike. Again, it's valuation, though, for me. So Crowd's up five bucks here. I think we heard from Crowd. That was a while ago, though. Like CRWD, I feel like was like, like a month and a half ago, like a long time ago, I feel like the CrowdStrike report was. Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like it was like a while ago. Wow. Look at this just real quickly. I was just uh, going through these charts, and I know it's a ways away. Uh, but, man, if you're a CrowdStrike trader, keep an eye on like 162, 163. I mean, I know you traded a little bit above it this month going up yeah. to 66. But if you could ever – I mean, it's still nine bucks away. Wow. This is a, this is a tradethechannel.com, Dennis, a 140 to 160. If that had been your strategy over the last three months, I mean, you would be doing pretty good. Now you're right in the middle here uh, at at 150, but uh, got some room. Not uh, you know the the catalyst is the PNAW, so uh, be careful on that one if you're buying it off the open. Uh, Dennis, did you uh, did you read your barons at all this weekend, or are you too busy working on your shed? Uh, I was working on the shed. Did not read barons, and I did a little okay. bit of voting. There's and in these stocks, if you're looking for gutter stocks, uh, they got Moderna and BNTX, uh, which spoke about favorably. And they oh, just they said, were favorably, yeah, Barons, it's crazy that, Barons. yeah, I've yep. been speaking unfavorably about BNTX for a long time. And and Moderna has joined, you know, I have obviously talked about a potential pair trade being long Moderna. I wonder where I'd be in that. If I had that a potential pair trade. I remember Moderna was about 135, maybe, and BNTX was a lot higher than this. Well, maybe it's the same. Okay, so just... it has come back. BNTX has bounced back in the last few weeks. What is the cast? Why do they think okay. that BNTX get... and Moderna okay. are reading? They, uh, you'll love this. They are no longer minting money from COVID. Okay. Yeah, no, but both <laughs> but both have strong drug pipelines and plenty of cash. I didn't say it. Uh, Andrew Barry they got a lot of cash. We'll give Moderna the cash because they made a lot of cash during COVID. So that's the one thing. And, you know, you look at this and people, you know, argue the PE on this thing all the time. The thing I've argued is that EE is going to drop substantially because not as many people get in the shot. So, I mean, you know, for PE, I don't even know where it's at here now, but they have a lot of cash. They have the other, the flu shot and the other stuff cooking, but it's just the buzz. Like the story sometimes cools off and then there's cases where the story is over the moderna biontech novavax story pfizer now, pfizer's got so many other drugs so they're going to be okay but the story the covid shot story is over when who said the pandemic is officially over that was the signal to not own these stocks so and i mean the signal for to not own these stocks was a long time ago they've been coming off here substantially here what was the high in moderna back during the covid bubble i got it right here for you baby 500 bucks eh? close to it. oh no you're off 497.49 497 yeah. yeah i can't jump on this maybe if they give me a new story we can say oh they have a strong there pipeline. you go they have something yep but I want to hear, like, what's your revenue source, your substantial revenue source coming to replace the COVID shots? Because that COVID gravy train for these companies is over. Right. And this is what's going to happen with the Moderna is that, you know, let's say you don't buy it. You're considering buying it. Right. And then who knows? I don't know what's in their pipeline. I don't do any Padufa work. But like one morning, 
you're going to wake up and it's going to be up 40 bucks. And it, it, and maybe. I don't know if it's going to be. But, but it might maybe. be down 40 before it does that. No, I don't <laughs> think so. Uh, I don't think so. I think uh, I know that uh, a lot of people talk about the procedure that they use is, uh, you know, um, could lead the way to discovering more drugs. Uh, you got to. I mean, it's just it just has a setup here, at least on the dailies. It's breaking out. A, uh, no, it's not. No, you got yesterday's high. That's uh, keep an eye on that. One oh seven twenty six. See if you can even get over that. It's five bucks from the previous high. And the other high right there was at one oh six and a half. That's on the daily. So uh, see what happens on that one. Maybe if you're trying to pick it up on the cheap uh, unchanged uh, BNTX. Uh, that's moved up off its low, but, uh, I don't know. I just, uh, I thought I would bring those to it. Well, uh, and they're up here attention. this morning. So we know Barron's used to be a huge market mover. It can still move stocks though. So a lot of people still read Barron's. So if they're positive on it, it can be market moving. So we got to talk. Did you get involved in the disaster stock of the day? You might, this might be such a little one that you don't even follow it. It's a security Probably stock. Not. NSCC. No. What okay. is that? I don't even know what that is. It and is. Or either do I. SC? Yeah. Boy, my dyslexia is keep kicking in again. <laughs> I don't yep. know anything about this company. Yeah. Well, the it's earnings just, or something? Yep. 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 They, let's see. Well, they got downgraded here. Uh, but I believe it was a Friday dump too after the close. Uh, they get they gave preliminary results, net sales of forty four point seven million and net income between ten and eleven million. The Friday dump. Yeah. Nobody will they, notice if we just dump this crappy re earnings report on a Friday night. Uh maybe they will. How about this? Well, Restatement of the prior three quarters. I never want to hear that either. Those are <laughs> and guidance. Like what well, the money we made, we really didn't make it, guys. And oh. and also, this is a good one. So, uh, sh- uh, estimates should no longer be relied upon. Financial irregularities is what Spinner is saying. Yeah, so all that. When they're restating quarters and stuff and they're doing stuff wrong, they sell those stocks hard. Kramer always says, and he's absolutely correct, counting irregularities, you know, equals sell. Um, you know, when you're restating quarters, that equals sell for me too. So I'm not interested in buying this. Sorry. What about uh, Zoom heading into the report after the close? Was long it ahead uh, no. because you know I've already sold it here this morning, so I sold it ahead of the show. And um, yeah, it's trading up here ahead of the report. I think the expectations are very low here. I think that one Zoom is sneaky, like a value play. You know, a lot of people don't think of it that way. But it's the COVID stock that, you know, had the inflated earnings from before. And its PE is 15, 16. It's like the value stock. Can it keep Is it really got that, that low? It was even lower than that before, Joel. I think the earnings have slowed down. I think it, the PE was in the low 10s, 11s at one time. Maybe I'm wrong on that. But okay. its PE is low. So what we've argued with Zoom on this show for a long time is it needs something else. It can't be the one-trick pony anymore. Because the value is there. But... We know there's so much competition. I mean, we used to use Zoom. You know, we still use it on certain on some of our other stuff. But you know, Streamyard. This is you know, obviously, you know, Microsoft has come in with their products, Cisco, WebEx, and I mean, Teams like from Microsoft. There's just so much competition here. So, can they continue to make the money that they're making, or can they find a way to grow? That's what they need to do: is find that way to grow. But the expectations are very low here. So, if they say anything, okay. 
this stock could have a relief rally because you know what? This stock has been down not so much in the last like month or two, but it just has, it's been down for just a long time. I mean, back in 2022, this was a $200 stock. If you go further back than that, this at one time during the COVID bubble was a $588 stock. you believe that? Had no business ever being that high, but it does have business being 67. This is a real company that makes real money. I'm not coming in and buying it because I want to see where the growth is going to come from. But I'll tell you, the expectations are low here. And if you're taking a shot on this, I think if they say anything okay, the stock could rally. All right. Uh, one more here before uh, before we bring Mitch on here. How about the hurricane trade? Have you uh, been looking at your weather app, Dennis? If there's a you need a catalyst here. Well, there, for, what uh, was this one over off California? They never get them over there. What materialized with that? There was a tropical storm over near California. I've got to go Google that. But oh, what happened well, with that over the weekend? I've heard. I, well, it, it was supposed to be the worst thing ever, and now it's been downgraded. And uh, I don't know. I mean, that if you want to just, rely you don't on get them over on that side. No, I know. I know. But it is it is giving a boost to Generac here. It was Hillary. It, Hillary. Yeah, Hurricane Hillary. Uh, it is yeah. giving a, a boost to Generac. If you're wondering why that's trading higher, yeah. traded over 117, 117.62. Uh, what do we have here? That was actually Friday's high. So if you want to, if you, you know, if you're looking for more follow through, get to Friday's high and then things are wide open uh, from that, uh, from that, uh, from that earnings day. So uh, that is a look at Generac. I it's, wouldn't be chasing uh, Generac on Hillary. I'll say that. I am no. long Generac because there's value here. It's in the long-term account, but I'm not chasing it on Hillary. Okay, we gave Mitch time to get that extra cup of coffee in. Come on, Money Mitch. Where are Money you? Mitch let's see. Hide in the let, background there. Let's see that smile. Pinkies up, baby. Pinkies up. Let's go. Got, let's get to the, the action. Is that the oh, bro? No, that's the that's the Bustello. Bustello. You're not baby. drinking the bros anymore. What happened? That, what happens is they're out west. They need to move out east, man. <laughs> oh, you moved. Oh my gosh, there's no stores around you there. Yeah, that's why that's why I hold it as a as a gift. For a while. It's a souvenir. It's a souvenir, guys. It stays with I me. I didn't everywhere. know they weren't out there, so they're not out by you. We need One thing that I've mentioned there. about that is Starbucks has been getting hit lately. I think that's all on troubles in China. So names that have, you know. A big exposure to China. I definitely keep an eye out on those because those keep coming down. You know, we heard from China over the weekend they lowered uh, their lending rates by only ten basis points, trying to spike things up. Um, but multiple banks coming in here, like UBS, also uh, coming in here and downgrading China's economic growth forecast. Um, so any big names with exposure to China, they don't get that. You know, that true fiscal stimulus. I, I don't know if they're going to be able to turn this thing around. Ah, uh, boy. Uh, China, I'll tell you, you want, one you thing want... with China. Every time we count them out, it gets another pop. We've kind of just been in a trading range here. And yep. the FXI, if you look at the chart, it's kind of getting towards the bottom of the range again here. So I'd be more inclined to actually buy China stocks down here. Now, again, not a long-term account, but as a trade, do you bounce at this FXI? Do you bounce at this 25 and a half, 26 area again? We've bounced out of here we a have. couple of times. EEM, same story. I mean, look at this EEM, and that obviously gives you a lot of you know different cool. countries, not just China. But yeah, huge support down here at 38 on EEM. So you're back at support. Yeah, 38. Yeah, those have just had some big moves. I know China, 
they they're calling them surprise moves that they did over the weekend as far as what they're doing with their race they're really trying to jumpstart the economy you know and i don't know how they're going to do it so uh but that's what they said goldman and uh ubs came out and downgraded their forecasts for for china so that's kind of like a mixed bag uh let's just take a look at the bobster uh ali look at that thing uh well, that's not Alibaba. This is Alibaba. Got into triple digits, and now it's uh, back in the in the eighty handle. So every time you, you bought in the low eighties or mid eighties, so you've been making money in the last year. So I, I I think you don't argue. The trend is your friend, and you know you get this thing down to about eighty three, eighty four. I think you strike again. Now again, we know the har Taiwan, you know, harpoon could happen at any time. So there's always a high risk there. And that's why I think a lot of people lay off this, but. I mean, that doesn't look like it's imminent. So, do you take a shot at 83, 84 on Baba? I think you do. All, All right, right let's go to go uh, let's go to Broadcom as uh, they're providing regulatory update on that VMware deal, and uh, you saw VMware up this pretty good amount there in the pre market. This continues, of course. Uh, expected transaction will close on schedule was the headline there. Um, are you guys playing this anyway? Um, I trade this, and again, remember Broadcom was an AI play, so and a cheaper AI play because the PE is sitting around 19 or 20. It might have expanded from when I looked at it last. I liked Broadcom down at 750, seven, you know, and then it had the huge move, and then it pulled back, and I kind of liked it back in June. I had the pullback here. I think you got to come down further though for me to get really too excited about it. But again, it's a value AI play here, so. VMW is obviously off the deal, whether it goes or not, I don't know. So I'm just kind of, you know, not really trading the VMW. But the Broadcom on a pull on a serious pullback, I kind of like it. All right, let's go ahead. Well, we'll take a look at that AVGO. Any levels there you got, Joel, for us? Uh, something just sticking out on the dailies here. I don't know if it's going to come into play, but. Uh... You got to get that whale out of there at 854. I know that doesn't do you any good right now because it's trading it uh, below that. But uh, look at that. There's a triple top right there. I mean, 850 to 854. That's a major area of resistance. And you are above Friday's high. So your next target on the upside would be 839.42. We are leaking here. Does anything um, just on the S&Ps? I know you're usually the guy that's watching the S&Ps so closely, but we're starting to leak here again here. Sorry, my elbow. Is that <laughs> you, Mitch? Mitch Sorry, my elbow. He's got I was, the I was elbow tired. on his I was tired, guys. Here. I was tired. You know how it goes Blaming sometimes. Mitch here for this one. The sell-off here. All right. No, we'll we're leaking a little bit. Tech. So just overall market talk. Tech relatively strong here today. Not a lot of relative weakness. I know J&J is having an awful day. Was there a headline on J&J? Is that more like I'm nervous about J&J? You know why I am. Same reason Kramer is about the lawsuits. But was there a headline here on J&J or an analyst commentary? Because I'm looking at Johnson Johnson down three bucks here now. That's starting to uh, look a little. Got all those losses back. I was going to alert you to that. All those losses back. I think that. Well, and we talked about it at 172, 173 when it came back. And I'm just like, same thing. Oh, wait, there was that spinoff thing happening. Yeah, that's what's happening here. It's a little bit confusing, so I'm trying to read through it here so I can say it the right way. But really, that's what it's about. The Johnson Johnson announced that based on preliminary results, it's previously announced offer to its shareholders to exchange their shares of Johnson & Johnson shares for Ken Vu owned by Johnson & Johnson was oversubscribed. Um, So that's the news that's out there that's affecting Johnson & Johnson right now. 
Okay. All right, Joel, let's go to your ES outlook here. Yeah, I mean, we are leaking here after a nice rally. So on a daily, I'll just see if we fall back to, to mid-range, and that's 91 and a quarter. That's eight, nine handles lower. Um, I think you got just got patient buyers out here. Um, two closes right at the uh, 43.80.50 level. So I'm looking at that as a buy, a buy zone if we get that low. Uh, if we take out that pre-market high, not much to look at as far as Daily resistance go Thursday's highs way up there at 44.37. All right, Joel's hopping out of here, and I'm going to hit a tag with none other than our guest today. You have a good one, Joel. Let's go to our guest today. All right. Tagging in the Warlock, baby. We're going to hit the bid. Yes. How we doing? All right. What's going on, Kenny? We're shaking, boys. How was the weekend? Hey, ready for another round, right? That's the only thing we can always do. I always say uh, there's weekend warriors and there's weekday warriors. So let's get after it, of course. The markets are are moving around. We finally got a little bit of a hit here. I wanted to start it off with Kenny. Kenny, and I have to say this, guy. You, you, you at least know how to vacation, my friend. That's one thing I'll definitely give you. I, I I saw it. I saw it, man. My man doing it right over there. Oh Greece, Santorini. Oh man, come on, Dennis, Where are we're you? We're doing man? it wrong, man. We're doing it wrong. We got to San- get it right. It's Santorini. I had a room in a cave. Yeah, it was pretty wild. Oh, yeah, yeah. We always live by curious from our guests that come on. So I'll tell you that right there. Yeah, but if you're going to Greece, I know Dennis and I. Uh, we we were there. We were there also. We'll, we'll say that at least. Yeah, we're there. We're there vicariously nice. through you and there, Kenny. Go to Crete. Crete's better than Santorini. So yeah, All right. beautiful. Let's... How long were you out there, Kenny? Ten days. We Holy. did Af- Athens, Crete, and, you, you, and Santorini. You were yeah. out there doing something right, right? I, do you, I, I, you, I would have you to go say. away? Do you just like log out and like forget the markets, or do you actually trade when you're out there? Not one trade. It was great. I didn't even That's... smoke weed while I was out there. What happened? <laughs> well, what happened? <laughs> I took what a vacation happened? from That's my why life. That's listening to pre-market prep. We got to. Yeah, yeah. It's all I did. That's all I did. Yeah, speaking of that, we got a nice cannabis event at Benzinga in Chicago coming up, but we can keep going. Let's get to the stock market. I heard, could, could you possibly be getting bearish this market? Well, last I was on, you know, I was, uh, the, the, the funny thing is, is the, the, the market started taking off in April and I got a little left out and I was like, listen, if it's going to be portfolio building time, I could do that also. So I picked 20 stocks. I was going over them with you, the AAOIs, all the X stocks, NNOX, ENVX, GDLX, CDLX. I owned them all, and they were all coming out of those three-year patterns. But then I don't like owning stocks, so I quickly sold most of those stocks, and it was a really nice time to sell. And then my biggest position was on was shorting the queues because the queues finally gave way, and we were looking for 357.50. We got it. Uh, we overshot on Friday. And here we are. So I am looking to short this market again if we break Friday's lows. And that's it. So right now, we won the bet. We, we caught we caught the queues from 182.50 down to 357.50. That was my, my big idea. Right now, I'm back to being a day trader, just looking for action again. And Pan W is on the list. You know, right back to earnings, right back to what I do best is just stay for the individual achievement awards on a, on a daily basis. Right now, I'm pretty much... Done with stocks, except for rig. I still, I'm buying rig on every dip, even though Josh Brown said he liked it, which kind of makes me not like it as much. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> we no like Josh Brown, but he tends to top out my stocks, and but he does bottom out stocks too. So I, I know good. how that can be. I know how that can be. Let's yeah. let's get into the other action. Of course, uh, lately the momentum names have really started to come down. Of course, uh, I think the first one really to break was that upstart chart uh, that oh, was yeah. just pretty nasty on the downside. And of course, there's stocks coming down like Carvana, Affirm. How do you feel about the momentum names? Oh, they're all it all it all went to to crap. You know, again, once it once the momentum on the upside broke, you got momentum to the downside. And right now you're in limbo. People are looking for a new catalyst. People are looking for something, you know, to get us going in another direction. But I liked I like the chop. I like the fact that I could sell stocks now and not have them go up 20 percent the next day without me. That's been that's when I knew the market wasn't going down anymore. Everything I sold kept going up. I sold the Rivian, kept going up. I sold the Carvana, yeah. kept going up. And I was forced to buy everything back because I didn't want to miss out. But once that momentum turned, you know, I don't have a problem being the first one out because I'm very, I'm very nervous investor. I'm a very nervous swing trader. I'd rather just go right back to what, you know, what I do best. But those momentum stocks, yeah, they, they, they all died. And the whole sector died collectively. And you know what was at the end of the market? The weed stocks, speaking of weed, they finally started moving. Those that are the, 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 that only the end of it. You, you, you know the deal when you see Tilray Holt or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was <laughs> nothing left to buy on earth when they're moving the weed stocks. Till you, know, you, you got Nicola, which is finally <laughs> back under two bucks. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that was a good sign too. Get rid of that stock already. But when that stock's still trading actively, you know we're in a bullish frenzy. And yeah. it's like that's like Carvana. That's the whole reason I was buying it back you know, under 10 bucks when everyone's thinking everything's going to zero, that's a good time to take a shot on some of these names. But now everybody got excited at 58. That was time to get out of Carvana. And if you guys, that was one of my more epic calls, five to 58. People thought I was nuts that I thought Carvana might be the stock of the year. It turned out to be nice. But, and there was a really big moment from 58, you know, several months ago. That's why I thought I'd get to 58. Anyway, it doesn't matter now. Right now, it's all about what's next. And for me, I am I'm liquid as liquid can be. Love the 5% CDs. I'm out there looking for CDs right now. Finally, Chase is <laughs> on your money. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm searching for yield. My father and I are finally out of the queues after being part of the QQQ long trade since basically 2003. We are queueless. So right now, queueless. That's I'm crazy. Short the queues, naked calls. That's all I have on. Wow. I'm, the first time I'm not long the queues, or my family is not. This long is the concerning because Kenny's been on the bull side of the queues yeah. forever, and it's very concerning when you're ringing that long-term register here and looking for yield. I mean, I like the then the yield you'll find. Tina is officially dead because there is all kinds of alternatives Absolutely. here. I had my banker, Kenny, I'm in, in Canada, obviously, and we have what's called a GIC, which is kind of like your treasuries almost right. up here, guaranteed by the banks. And my banker called 6% GIC for 13 months. 6% risk-free money. 6%. Yeah. Now, the Bitcoiners will say it's not risk-free money because all your banks are going to fail. But, you know, that doesn't <laughs> normally happen. So. Pretty much, I'm going to call it risk-free money, these GIC, guaranteed by the government, not just yeah. the bank. It's guaranteed Absolutely. by the government. So 6%, man. I mean, the treasuries, I'm like, it, it's pretty good. 6% is not bad. Long-term performance of the stock market, it's like 8 Right. So, 8%. I mean, you're getting 6 risk-free. That's not bad. Right. But you know what? The funny thing is that eight months ago, that was going to kill the market. And obviously, it didn't. You know, yeah. they were saying, well, once we have an alternative, the market's going to be doomed, especially growth tech. And that was the complete opposite story. So, again, most people got fooled for these for the last six or seven months. 
Now we'll see who's in charge right now. I'm I'm more excited about this market than ever because I love a good crash. I love a good correction. I love a down move. It shows uh, you know that you have a skill set that you can make money in a down market in a choppy market. Yeah. Up every day is fantastic for most people. But again, I like showing what I know. And what I know is how to trade and knowing when to get in and out of a stock. So again, it's great when it goes every day. Everybody, everybody's a genius. But I, I like the market that we're in right now. And you know, I will I will buy and hold again. You're talking about Palantir, 1375. Joel nailed it. That was one of our big plays <laughs> from Friday. Never thought I'd see that stock. Once you got into the 19s and the near the 20s on Palantir, I thought you'd get a pullback of 1750, maybe 15. I didn't think it would break under 15. 1375 is where we started the position in the first place. So we gave it another shot. I sold some puts on Palantir, some more puts on Palantir. I do like that stock, especially at that 1375 level. So right now we got back into some calls and got a little Palantir. Just dip in the toe. I like the 1375, but I wouldn't mind if it pulled back to 1250 because that one I do like long term. I hate using that word, but I do like. I kind of like it too. We just talked about it. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> pulled back significantly. I I actually had it, and this is like maybe my worst trade of the yeah. year. I was loaded up on this thing at around 850, and it just kept leaking all through April, all through yeah. May. And I'm like, you know what? I can't take it. I gotta eat it. You know, yeah. I because you know I'm a risk manager. And then it blasted off, like literally, like a week thing. later. Yep. Same thing and, with Rivian. And, Rivian and Palantir, they got me out. I was like, you know what? Enough of these two. And then they turned, and I was like, all right, I'm not going to miss the turn just because I got beat short term right here. And I wound up buying back at 1375 mm -hmm. and, and 14, just like Rivian. I mean, I got beat. That was my worst trade of the year. I was loading up at 16, 17, waiting for that to make that turn. And I got stopped out at 14, and if you could believe 1375 on Rivian, I got kicked to the curb. I was, I think I down. Basically, bottom ticked the last. I was the last guy out, and then they had some good news, and I was like, you know what? I got to buy this back at twenty bucks because I'm not going to miss move to twenty eight, which is what I thought was going to happen. And I'm waiting to buy this one back also. But I love the Palantir, and I like all the stocks that I were talking about three months ago. But I'm waiting for them to come back to those levels that I bought them in the first place. Now I wanted to ask you on AI, right, and how you feel about AI in these companies. Do you feel like it's just a gimmick? Or do you feel like it's actually going to create revenue for these companies? Oh, I think it's going to be a huge revenue, but it, you have to know where to, to pick and choose. Just like every other fad, you had superconductors back back in the day. You had you had uh, what was it? Uh, the precious not precious metals. You had the uh, so this isn't the metaverse. Yeah, it's it's again, it's just you got to sift through the rubble. There's going yeah. to be three or four of those real ones. Then there's going to yeah. be the, 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 the midterm players. Then you got the ones that just are like AAOI, which I still think is moving because of two A's and an I in the, num in the, in the symbol. <laughs> you that not be able to hold. <laughs> right, right. So you're going to have to sift through which one is which. One is which. And you yeah. know what? As long as there's booms and busts, that's what I'm all about. I love that AI stock. I still don't know if they're an AI stock at AI and AAOI. AI was the first one. It was just coming out of 12.50.13. I was like, hey, what's this? Maybe this thing goes to 25 and next thing it goes to 50. So, wow. you know, again, these it's to me, it's all price and momentum and, and VWAP. You know how I trade. Yeah. But when when you get something like this, this whole bubble environment, we're going to just sit and wait for NVIDIA to tell us what to do, I guess. Right. I mean, that's Wednesday. That's what night. We're all doing. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask wait you on right here. What do you think? What do you think? Just wait for it or you lean in anyone anyway? Well, the funny thing is the crowded trade is now thinking that it's going to be a sell-on news event. 
So now I'm thinking it's going to go up 10% because yeah. everyone's thinking it's going to sell off. Yeah, it should it sell off. It's, 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 it, it, we're in the environment that they're selling the news, but now, now everybody's expecting it to sell off. So again, I will just play this, the, the sit and wait. If this is, if it gap it down and everyone's getting a little doom and gloom about it and it reverses, oh boy, it's going to be a huge update. Same thing with the upside. If it comes out and everything's great and everyone's fooled and it sells off and rolls over, it's going to take this whole market down with it. Which is kind of what I hope happens. <laughs> love Kenny, it, love it, short Kenny. Seller. <laughs> Kenny Glick, you guys know him. Check out hitthebid.com. And also, if you guys want to learn a little bit about the one-minute multi-day VWAP reversal trade, you might want to check out Kenny, of course. Always good to have you. The Warlock. Good and definitely you, enjoy good it, man. Guys. Go be that weekday warrior. I know Thanks, you got Kenny. it, man. All right, nothing like Kenny Glick. Definitely check him out. I threw up the link there and definitely follow him on Twitter. And if you haven't checked out, hit the bid. Just go go check it out. I even been in that room, guys. So just to let you guys know how much I like Kenny, definitely check out, hit the bid. I threw up the link there. Let's get to the markets. How are you looking right here, Dennis? We can talk a little bit. The we can even continues. do a little ticker time here. The leak continues in the S&P. We're slowly starting to leak. We have some stocks starting to turn red here. When I came in this morning, everything was green. You're starting to see pockets of redness. Um, but again, tech very strong here this morning. NVIDIA, Tesla leading the charge. Tesla, ben, see that joke I made there? Um, uh -huh. Leading the charge here. Um, we've got a lot of other sectors here that are kind of just they're, they're flirting with going red. Oil's pretty strong here this morning. The banks were way up earlier. They're leaking now here too. So we have a slow leak here. The question is, do the buyers emerge? You know, are there people who got spooked by Friday's action because it was a pretty wicked rally in the afternoon? We bounced off the lows substantially. I do think you have a little bit of underneath demand here. So this is all just, you know, to Kenny's point here though, this is all just the, calm before the trading calm before the storm though because nvidia on wednesday is going to be what what moves the market in the next major direction and kenny made some fantastic points yeah. because everybody is expecting nvidia to sell off on earnings we even said it so i mean is there that possibility that hey they didn't say anything great but they're going to buy it anyways that's always a possibility this market will do what we've learned from being traders for as long as we have is this sometimes market will do exactly what nobody expects so nobody would expect nvidia to rip higher if the earnings are just not even that great so maybe it maybe it could continue to go higher yeah i think i think one thing that i'm looking for in nvidia is for maybe a potential run into the report and then it gets so. hit on the report so that, that's like, what i think is going to happen but you know it, it'll be i think you're going to get that i think we're on the same page i think that run up into the report is happening right now yeah it's already it's happened. it started on friday let's be honest it started right? on friday now you're 30 points up from where we were basically four regular session hours ago so yeah. i mean this is like a significant rally here you get to 450 you're going to run a little bit of trouble there it's not just clear sailing but mm -hmm. i think on dips you're buying nvidia ahead of the report not through the report i'm not a gambler i will not be holding nvidia long or short into the report but on dips i'm probably buying it ahead of the report to try to extract some of that pre-earnings alpha on the on the pre-earnings run-ups 
All right, guys, we'll do a, a little bit of ticker time here. We still got some other things we can go through, but of course, there's nothing really major. So I would prefer if you guys out there, this is your opportunity. Normally, we don't get to do this on a Monday. And you got Dennis and I here to take a look at some charts, so throw them up there. Uh, we could definitely take a look. One thing that will be interesting for me is I'm still watching the oil trade. That's going to be one to keep an eye out for. I did see today WTI getting back above the 82 spot. That's something to keep an eye out for. Of course, that's going to affect inflation and things like that. I think if oil can stay in the 80s, stay riding higher, this trade does make sense here. And we're starting to see some strength. XLE really pushing now towards 89.50. What do you think about oil, Dennis? Um, it's been resilient. It's been the trade. It's the one issue that maybe the Fed is going to have because I'm going to the pumps here now. And I'm like, holy cow, buck 67 a liter in Canada here right now. We are approaching 52-week highs in that oil price here, at least at the pumps. So oil price itself has still been rallying here. The only oil stock that I do have left is PXD. I did sell my OXY. Um, and OXY is resilient here as well and bouncing yeah. too. So oil has been holding up very, very well. I do have some Paris trades on here, um, XLE and XOP and a bunch of other oil stocks here. But And I will trade out those at the open. But um, been very resilient, these oil stocks. Yeah, we'll see what happens on those. I do see stocks in the chat. So let's go through some of those. We can have some fun today out there, guys. You guys smash the like for us going through a little bit of ticker time and going to stocks from you guys. I'm going to really quickly, we'll run through these. Dennis, we'll make some comments. I'll make a quick one and we'll go. keep rolling. Let's go to Para here. Paramount Global. It's back down near support. I'm not a fan because the cord cutting is real and the cord cutting is killing these businesses. And long term, this stock has just been an absolute dog. Short term, it's a little bit, you know, in a trading range here, you got support down to 14. So I would say near 14, maybe you have a bounce area there, but you're fighting the overall trend and the overall trend is down. Yeah, I don't like the story, and I don't like where the consumer is right now, where it's probably going to have to start making decision on streaming services. Uh, let's keep going. Let's go uh, PSX. That's an oil stock, but I'll do a really quick one on that one. This one's still looking good. Phillips 66. As you guys can see from this trend line, I was looking forward to get back above that. It just needs to hold the trend uh, and continue going. One, one of the major things for me, just continue watching crude, that it doesn't drop back into the 70s, because that's easily how this trade could turn around. Let's go to Crocs here. Wow. What a fall from grace. And this company obviously is one that makes some pretty good money. The PE is lower. It just can't pick it up. They had that pretty decent report back in April and mm -hmm. they hammered it. And then they hammered it again on the earnings. So twice yeah. hammered on the earnings, which the earnings weren't even that bad. But it doesn't matter. It's just out of favor here now. And people are expecting that you know the earnings aren't going to hold up as well. I don't know what to say. The stock is below 100 bucks. It's hard to get bullish of stock until yeah. it's above, at least above $100. Bear is firmly in control. Yeah, classic head and shoulders pattern here. And then cracking the neckline just tells you you need to recover the neckline. Yeah. You want this stock to come back. That's the 111, 110 area. If it doesn't come back to there, it ain't looking good here. Uh, let's keep going. Uh, this is an interesting one. The hood. We haven't talked about hood in a long time. What about the Robin Hood? I have not looked at Robin Hood in a long time either. Yeah, that's why I caught my There's attention got, too. There, I do, like I've said this before, I do think Robin Hood is not a zero. I think somebody, some brokerage at some point in time would buy it. I just don't know what that price is. And, you know, evaluation doesn't make any sense because I don't even know. Do they make money now? Have they ever made money? We went through this exercise before. 
I just, you know, I'm just not a fan of companies that don't make money. Nine billion dollars, but there's a lot of customers there, even though a lot of these customers maybe, you know, aren't the biggest clients in the world. I, I think there's value here somewhere, but I, it's hard to price it when the company doesn't make money. Yeah, it's really hard when the company is going sideways, not giving me a lift. And a lot of times, yeah, this gives you an opportunity to go into maybe investment style, but I just don't see the upside. And the upside maybe is a buyout, but where's the buyout? What is it? 15? Is it 20? I don't know. We'll see what happens there on Hood. Let's keep going. Let's get another stock in here. Um, let's go to ACHR, uh, a new Kathy favorite. Um, she's been loading and loading and loading and loading. On well, this I don't even know what this is. I don't. This I've is seen Archer Aviation. Uh, Dennis, this do? is the little flying helicopter that delivers you. Oh. So no longer you will have to take the Uber. You'll take a little flying helicopter, a little EV oh, and, flying and helicopter. Fun. Yeah, I, I don't know the story here at all. So I have. I think seen it's just stock. future. I see it pop into my ticker, into my filters every once in a while because I have yeah. filters for big movers and it'll pop in there every once in a while. But I have no idea what it is. I'm not sure I've ever made a trade on it. I say, you know, the trends are friends. It's strong. It's been holding up well in a market that's been selling off, which is a good sign. Above seven, it starts to break out again. So it's somewhat interesting. All right, Oracle. Uh, this one's been hot as of late. You guys can see it here on the daily chart. It was strong when the market was weak. So I'm going to keep an eye on it here. Seems like it doesn't want to get into this gap zone. It went in no. for like a, a tiny second. So it doesn't want to take that down. And a lot of times when I see stocks rebound off of that area, I start maybe looking for a long. At least just other than just this chart, it looks good. I had Oracle in my long-term portfolio for almost 20 years. A long time and it was excellent i've finally just kind of gotten rid I've, I've got rid of it last year and maybe i sold too soon because then you have this all of a sudden oracle's an ai play i don't see you know how it's a pure ai play or anything like that but it got the ai bubble going and everybody's excited i mean the stock's got a 4p at 20 so it's not expensive um it's been a great long-term holding I think you want to pull back though, like a serious pullback before you're like looking at coming in something like this. Cause it always seems like Oracle will give you another opportunity. It's not one that just goes straight up over the years. It's kind of been a painful hold because sometimes, you know, it falls off 20, 30% from the highs. You're like, why didn't I sell it? But then it always seems to claw its way back. So I think Oracle, if you're a patient buyer, I think you get it cheaper. All right. Uh, and Pablo wants to check out the favorite in AMD. I know Dennis will have some comments. Uh, you still got this, right? I sold half my AMD up at 115 or 116 right in there. So, um, you know, would I reload that half if it got down in the 90s? Probably. I still think AMD is going to be a decent play. Um, it maybe just got overdone there for a bit. Ford P is still 38 on this thing. When I was buying it, Ford P was a little bit lower than I thought. Like I was looking at the thing. I thought it was 27, 28, but maybe doing the math, 106, 90. I don't know if the Ford P expectations maybe just came down a little bit because uh, when I was using the Benzinger Pro before. But anyways, 38 Ford P. It's not a cheap stock. Is it an AI play? I think it's the poor man's NVIDIA. I do think it's the poor man's NVIDIA. What's going to move AMD is NVIDIA. So, you know, there's no sense even doing a technical on this because all that matters is Thursday, is Wednesday night when NVIDIA reports for AMD. Exactly. I was going to say that, Dennis, you just wrapped it up. It's just how NVIDIA goes. If NVIDIA rockets today, I might look to play AMD to the upside, but it would be it, a it, rent. It moves it. The momentum. It, this is a pair trade, even though a, a, NVIDIA has massively outperformed AMD as of late. This is still, you know, this is a classic pair NVIDIA AMD. Yeah. 
All right, it's uh, 8.59. We'll start wrapping it up here, guys. We'll bring you guys over to live trading in a second. I'll go to the wrap-up here for Dennis. How do you see this week, my friend? I think you're going to see maybe a little bit of tech strength here ahead of NVIDIA, and then it, all that matters is NVIDIA. So we do have some other reports. Snowflakes, Blanc on Wednesday. We do have uh, Macy's going to report on Tuesday. Baidu's going to report on Tuesday, I believe, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Kohl's is going to report Alta Workday. I'm just looking through Marval, Nordstrom. There's a few earnings. Zoom tonight. That's probably your only major report that people are yep. going to be looking at tonight. Again, I'll say on Zoom, I think expectations are very low. And if they say anything okay, I wouldn't be surprised if Zoom ra- if Zoom rallies on this report. So I'm kind of bullish Zoom going to this report. I agree with you. I think that this is one of those days where it's going to be interesting, right? Because if they just take down the markets today, I mean, that will definitely be where the, I feel like the bears really start coming in. But now I think like always, it's never just one way in the markets. We could have a little bit of a bounce as people start expecting NVIDIA, right? And so I think that's what it is. That's going to be your bellwether this week. Whatever happens to NVIDIA, I feel the market goes. We'll see what happens, team. Like always, you guys can keep up with Triple D Trader on Twitter. Ask him any questions. And you see that shirt. You guys can always reach out to Spoos. Uh, I, I, I put it on because Joel is not going to be here on the back half of the show. So I put it on just for Joel here. So there you it's go. It's a volatile puppy, baby. I know. Uh, and Dennis, they said, throw it on the there. chat said uh, uh, about the, the you know our intro where you say uh, you'd buy that stock for a penny. Yeah. That's hood for you. <laughs> you'd buy you it, go. but at a penny. I'd buy it uh, penny. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Like always, we'll be here with you guys. Pre-market prep. Thank you, Dennis, for always joining us. Go do Thanks, what everyone. you do best, my friend. Yep. We'll get to your trading action. Now to bring you guys over to live trading. That's coming up next. And I got a big surprise for you guys coming up on live trading. You guys don't want to miss it. And of course, catch me later this week. On, of course, our book club, we will be continuing going with Market Wizards. Going to get into three top interviews We're almost done. We're about halfway through this big book. So if you guys want to keep going through with the book club and upping your skills, like always, you guys can hit the link in the chat here. I'll give you guys that link right now, and then I'll bring you guys over to live trading. That's starting up next. Don't go anywhere. we got a great week for you guys, like always, right here on Benzinga. Going to bring you guys some extra stuff, like always, and then catch me later today on Start Swing Trade, 3 p.m., 3.30 p.m. to 4 p.m. See you later today, guys, and hit the like. Always good to have Kenny Glick and definitely check out Hit the Bid. We'll see you next time right here on Pre-Market Prep. Now stick around. Live trading starting up right now.